Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Question of the Week from the Naked Scientists. Hello and welcome to Question of the Week with me, Ricky Nathfani. This week we've been putting our best foot forward to answer this question from James. Hello from Australia. As part of my exercise regime, I climb the stairs in our house. Is it more efficient to take two steps at once or take each individual step? Taking two steps would require more energy expenditure for that particular movement, but is it more or equal or less taxing than two individual steps? And following on, is one tactic better for improving cardiovascular fitness, muscle strength, and so on. Thank you. Who needs a gym membership when you have stairs, right? But which method will require more energy and give you more of a workout? Step forward Dr. Dan Gordon, a physiologist and athlete himself from Anglia Ruskin University. When we climb a flight of stairs, there are a number of key physical hurdles that we have to overcome, including the length and height of a step. And also the idea that there is a delay in the onset of particular kind of energy when we start moving. So if we take a standard flight of stairs, they have a typical height of about 18 centimetres and the depth is also about 18 centimetres. Additionally, we have an additional cost associated with the lengthening and shortening of the muscles. So if we're going to look at this, we're going to have to make three assumptions. The first one is that using every step would have a quicker step rate than taking two steps at a time. The second assumption is that taking two steps at a time would be associated with the greater height and length displacement per step than one step at a time. And the third assumption is that stepping rate does not change over time. That makes sense. Two at a time is slower, but it involves greater amounts of work to get up the extra height and length. So which one is more efficient? Throw some numbers at me, Dan. We can estimate that for a standard flight of stairs, that one step at a time would be associated with an oxygen cost per step of 0.6 mils per kilogram per minute, compared to 1.1 mils per kilogram per minute per step when taking two at a time. So, taking two steps at a time would cost more energy and work your heart harder, despite lower muscle actions. The reason being, these actions have to be more forceful to overcome the increased height. So, two at a time wins for the workout, unless, like me, you want to be as lazy as possible, in which case stick to one by one. But which method is better for James if he wants to build either muscle strength or cardiovascular fitness? Well, this is a bit harder to answer. We've previously assumed that the stepping rate is constant. However, this would not be the case as we know that body temperature starts to rise, energy stores would start to deplete over time. Given that there is an energy cost using two steps at a time, we can rightly assume that this would induce fatigue sooner compared to one step at a time. Also, given that when taking two at a time, you are stepping more slowly, but using a greater force, and knowing that using high force at low speed is better for building strength, we could apportion two steps at a time to being more strength-orientated. To develop cardiovascular fitness, however, we need to maintain the exercise for a prolonged period of time without getting too tired, which seems to fit with the one-step-at-a-time approach. There you go, James. 
One at a time is better for cardio, but two by two builds strength better. Thanks, Dan, for your help with that one. Next time, we'll be sending out this question from George. When watching a film or documentary, a falling bomb or a missile always has a descending sound or a whistle. Why is this? Does it mean that if the missile fell down a bottomless hole, the sound would go subsonic? Do you have any ideas? Get in touch, drop us a line at chris at nakedscientist.com, find us on Twitter at Naked Scientists, or join in the debate on the forum at nakedscientist.com slash forum. Until next time, goodbye from me and the rest of the Naked Scientist team. Mm-hmm.